Hello and welcome to the Improve, Inspire, Impact podcast. This is hopefully the first episode in a series about the impact of the coronavirus lockdown. We're two weeks into the lockdown now and different people have different perspectives on the situation. I want to capture these thoughts as I believe that this is history in the making and we're going to look back on this in years to come. And personally, I want my own children to have an accurate record to share. I'd like to encourage as many people as possible to take part and to share their experiences. That's both positive and negative. And if you would like to take part, please get in touch with me and I'll let you know how to send me some audio. I can be contacted by email on almond.triangle at gmail.com or you can ping me a DM on Instagram where I'm also almond.triangle. First up, we hear the student perspective. Hi, I'm a year eight student and uh, I go to school, obviously, and I've currently been taken out of school because of this coronavirus and it's impacted my learning by not being around my friends and people like that who I can talk to and help help myself and uh, uh, I found it hard to work at home because I have more distractions than I would at school and I've it's found it easier because I can sometimes have periods of real focus and um, if I had to choose whether I could go to school or stay at home I'd probably go to school because I think it'll be easier and it'll help my learning with having a teacher in the room to help me. It's a bit weird always being at home because I have my family always in the way. It's weird not being able to like go outside and go go to the park and go to Tesco's if I want something. It's weird how I'm having to be told to stay inside and I'm making the most out of having one time to go outside a day. Well, I mean, I guess it's going to be always going to be frustrating when you can't go and do the things you're expecting to do um, later in the year. But I guess that's something you've got to do because you've got to go and protect the older, more vulnerable members of society, which I think we have a duty to do. Um, yes, I think it might it might impact on some people's GCSEs at school, but I think personally I'll probably be fine. Well, I'm not doing my GCSEs this year anyway, but we're doing learning the content. But I think I'll personally be fine because um, I, I know what I need to do and I know what I'm doing. So, um, yeah, I think as long as people abide by measures, um, then we'll be it'll be weeks instead of months before we're all back to normal. Obviously it's frustrating that GCSEs have been cancelled but you know obviously it's done in order to protect people and as long as you know teachers are grading us respectfully and doing it how they should be and the grades we would get I think it's a good decision. It's obviously a shame we're not going to have that feeling of putting down the paper on the last exam paper and walking out that final exam. But, you know, I think at the end of the day it is to contain the coronavirus and as long as everybody follows the rules that have been set, I think, you know, it should be hopefully under control now and certainly slowing down the spread and hopefully we can return back to normal lives as quickly as possible. 
The coronavirus has affected me by stopping me from going into sick form. I'm currently in my second year and therefore this virus has had a major impact on my future. I was meant to be sitting my exams in May or June time, however they have now been cancelled. This has led to a lot of uncertainty for what will happen in the next academic year as I'm meant to be going to university. However, with the exams being cancelled, I now don't know whether I will get into university and therefore the virus has stopped me from carrying on with my education, which now impacts my future education. However, it isn't all bad. Although the virus has stopped me from taking part in my exams, it has given me time on my hands. I have now signed up for a British Sign Language course and a free Open University course. Therefore, the virus has stopped me from my education at sixth form, however, it has enabled me to carry on with further education at home. So that's the impact on some secondary school pupils. It would be really good to hear from some teachers and also some primary school aged children. Next up, we hear from those involved with caring for members of the community. So we've made a lot of changes uh, with our charity, just as other organisations and businesses have across the city. Most of our staff, except for one, are working from home. Um, this is something we've never prepared for, uh, nor geared up for. We don't have the IT system to support it. So majority of us are working from our own personal mobile phones, our own IT equipment, our own email addresses, and linking across remarkably well, really, to one another, responding to phone calls that are coming in from worried people who feel that um, they're, he they're rightly heeding the government's advice and staying in and wanting to know about shopping and picking up prescriptions. At the moment, we're mostly covering this with staff, but we no doubt will be calling upon volunteers, not necessarily but on our own existing volunteers, many of whom are over 70 and therefore isolating themselves. But the new volunteers that are coming through across the city, um, perhaps people who've been furloughed or workers who um, have got more time on their hands at the moment for whatever reason, working age people, um, so it's been a great resurgence in um, volunteering activity and this brings its benefits and challenges. Um, the expectations of volunteers, the expectations of those in receipt of volunteering activity. Um, no doubt books will be written, articles will be written about this period for its remarkable novelty as um, our lives have ever ever known in the last hundred years. So it's an interesting time to be working. I, f I find myself at the moment um, busier than I've ever been for work and one day seems to blend into another. I've got the most fantastic team and really supportive people of our organisation and it's, it's a, a really remarkable time to be working in this industry. But as we know, social care has been greatly underfunded. So whether after all this, I just hope this is the case, that the public in this country will value social care and not allow for it to be kicked from one political goalpost to another. And also all the other jobs that have become, we realise what we already knew, that they're so vital for keeping people safe and meeting their basic needs and an adjustment of that and reflecting that in the economy. That's what I hope for the future and I hope those people that have come forward to volunteer now will very much continue to do so. That would be great to think that they would. Mm -hmm.
So there's a few things that we're organising around our village. The first one is just very practically making contact with all of our neighbours and just letting them know if they need any shopping. And uh, we've actually had a lot of take up from people either because they're in the over 70s age bracket or because they've had to self-isolate uh, because they're vulnerable or because they've had some symptoms. And um, that's just involved picking up prescriptions and getting food and things for them. Um, and also just having a daily phone call with people and just touching base with them, seeing how they're doing. Um, so that's been really quite simple. Um, I think we seem to have tapped into people that wouldn't want to go to call a random number, but when it's their neighbour, it feels more natural. So um, I'd really encourage people to do that. That works very easily. Um, as a leader of a church, we've been really concerned about how to keep everybody connected and how to care for people's spirituality. Um, there's a lot of um, sort of very practical support about their physical needs and even lots of things going on about people's mental health, which is really important, but also wanting to look after people's spiritual needs. So for that, we've taken the church online. We're using Facebook Live to post out different reflections and using the comment sections to keep sort of conversation going. And we've also um, ran many different Zoom meetings where people can log in together and um, speak with each other and connect in that way. And we've prayed together. Uh, I think it's really important at this time that people, particularly those that are isolating, have that um, proper connection with each other. Um, and it's a really confusing and scary time as well. So making sure people have their spiritual needs cared for is super important. The other thing that we were aware of is that there are some people who have suddenly had a massive shift in their finances and find themselves in financial crisis. And so along with the um, local food bank uh, who we're partners with so we can deliver food, we're also um, giving out small grants, just cash grants that people can spend on other um, non-food essentials. So this could be that they need to get some other supplies like nappies and things like that, or they've got a utility bill that's desperately needing paying or a credit card statement and all the things that that might be pressing on them um, that they need to have help with. So that small grant, we actually ended up launching it via GoFundMe and uh, our community is so amazing. There are people who clearly have their income not affected. I've had quite a few donations from people who are retired. They're saying, actually, we can't do anything to help. We're supposed to be isolating. We've got all these people helping us. This is one of the ways we really can help. And they've donated to this fund. And um, just locally, we've had 10 families so far that have um, been able to benefit from that. And we'd love to help anybody that's found themselves in financial difficulties because of this sudden change. Um, so they're the, they're the key things that we've done, really. Um, in a response to, to COVID. And I think the most important one is trying to just maintain connection, um, just to let people know that we are here and that we care in all the different ways. That probably is at the heart of all of those things. Um, even the cash grant, it's, it, it will help a little bit, but more than that, we hope that it just says people care, people are there for you, you're not alone. Hello, I'm a second year child student nurse. I have had to unfortunately go home due to lockdown in the UK over this crisis. Everything is very uncertain at the moment with university and whether my placement will go ahead as I am due to go on placement at the end of this month. However, at the start of the lockdown, my placement had been cancelled. Although now they are considering second years working on the front line. 
For me, I may not be able to work on a children's ward, which I am comfortable and used to, so I am nervous about this. However, I am so determined to help at the moment through this difficult time for everyone, as I believe students like me can help and make a difference. I am, I am upset as going back on placement with me not being in the comfort of my home with my family, but as soon as this is all over, I can't wait to go home and see everyone again. Hopefully after all this is over, I can complete my second year and go on to my third and final year. Finally, we hear from those who find themselves unexpectedly at home. Hi, I'm Julia. This is our coronavirus story so far. I've got two jobs, both part-time, self-employed as a beauty therapist. Obviously, um, I closed the business probably about three weeks ago now when we first realised how serious this was getting. My other job is the office manager for a preschool. Um, the preschool's closed. Uh, we managed to um, ensure that all our children of key workers um, had cover if they needed it, but uh, it meant that we could close. So all the staff are furloughed, except for me, because admin rolls on and people still need their wages paying. So I'm working from home. So for me, um, a bit of a drop in income, bit concerned I won't get all my clients back when I can reopen. Um, but that might not be the case. It, I might be inundated. Um, in the house with me is my husband, Colin. He's a civil engineer and project managing, and he was working in Leeds, actually, since October. So for us, it's been really nice to have Colin home, weirdly, because he can run his project from our office here in the house. He's struggling to um, obviously get guys to work, trying to socially distance when you're doing repairs in schools and police stations which is the project he's doing at the moment is quite tricky um but he at least he's on full pay i think we're a lot better off than some families um health wise i'm mildly asthmatic so i am a bit concerned uh, i'm not going out to do shopping or anything like that um, my husband or my son who's 21 and home from uni um, in fact, that's where he is right now. He's gone to the supermarket. Um, and obviously he's still paying rent on a flat that he's now not living in because he didn't want to spend weeks or possibly months shut away by himself in a tiny little studio flat, which is his uni accommodation. So he's home, which I'm really happy about. Then um, the other person in the house is my 15-year-old son, so he was mid-GCSEs, of the age where all he wants to do is be on his computer anyway, so I'm not entirely sure he's noticed there's anything going on. Um, he's getting set plenty of work by the teachers at school, uh, which can all be done online, which is fantastic. So I think he's probably least affected um, by all of this, missing his friends. But, you know, like all of us, you can chat online. Um, things I've done... To try and make things better, I've had my first ever video chats with family and friends, which were brilliant and funny and, you know, amazing to see people face to face. And it was my birthday this week, which was a bit odd, um, but 
I was overwhelmed by all the messages and, you know, people still got cards and gifts to me and did silly things for me online. And um, it was quite amazing, actually. And uh, um, so we're coping. Um, I think there's a long, long, long way to go yet. It's the um, 3rd of April today and um, we're only just two weeks into lockdown. So there's a long road ahead. But we're we're managing and um you know uh, social media can be an absolute hideous thing but at the moment i think it's definitely doing more good th than harm and let's hope it stays that way hi um to me lockdown is one of the best things that could have happened. I have not had time to do hardly any of the jobs that I need to do around the house. So being, having to stay at home and having no other choice and having that taken away, that choice taken away from me is the best thing because now I have the time to take time to be able to do all the jobs that I've never had time to do. I've sorted the cupboards, I've rearranged the clothes, I've gone through the kids' clothes, I've sorted out what's too big and what's too small, I've reached the back of cupboards I don't think I've ever even seen the back of. I've, um, you know, I've sorted loads of stuff, but the beauty of not being able to, having to rush the job, just take time and uh, we're very fortunate to have a nice big garden, so we've been outside doing gardening, making bird boxes, just using things around the house to enable us to to do these things. It really is, it's, it's fantastic. And I think things like cooking from scratch, sewing up that hole in the, in, in your t-shirt or, or, making the time to to do it it's it's just brilliant and things like being able to go to bed early and wake up early and not feel like you're wasting your your precious weekend things like that which i just i just adore and it's just done wonders for my mental health being able to go through and be so cathartic and thorough with every job that i need to do just taking time and enjoying it, really. Take the time. Thank you to everyone who took part in this episode. I really appreciate that you agreed to do it and understand my vision. It was all done through WhatsApp and Messenger, so there was no social distancing measures breached. Um, the good news is I have a few more people whose arms I've twisted to take part in the next episode, but obviously the more the merrier. It will be interesting to hear from people who are still working, like nurses, doctors, delivery drivers, farmers, those in food retail. But really I'm grateful for hearing from anyone who'd like to share their story. You can say your name or remain anonymous. I'll totally respect that. Once again, my contact details are almond.triangle at gmail.com and on Instagram, I'm also almond.triangle. Thanks for listening.